Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One of my roommates or like best friend said to me, she was like, I wish I was a virgin so I could do what you do. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, for instance, like when I'm seeing a guy... I kind of have to have sex with him. And I was like, what do you mean? Because I tell guys if they're like trying to have sex, I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm a virgin. And it becomes like a force shield. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, guys, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and transformation. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta, and today my guest is Farhar Khalidi. Did I say it right? You did. Yes. Hi. Okay, welcome. Thank you. So she is a 24-year-old Taurus from New York, right? Born yeah. in New York. Happy late birthday. Oh, thank Her you. birthday was May 5th. You did your research. <laughs> I'm really into that stuff. Okay, so I recently found her on TikTok from some horrendous podcast that I randomly saw a clip <laughs> that she went on, and I'm going to explain that in a second. A few things stood out from the interview, but one thing in particular that stood out that I kind of was interested in having her on that we can talk about was the fact that you briefly discuss making a decision where you are currently saving yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Saving yourself as in your virgin. Yes, correct. What would you say actually the most common assumption that you get from people when you tell them you're a virgin? They assume I'm lying. I would say that's 99% of the reaction. And then if they don't think I'm lying, they think it's for religious reasons. And then if they get past that, then they think it's there's something wrong with me in the sense of like maybe I have like sexual trauma or something. But pretty much they think it's like completely out of the norm. I think just for the fact that I like present kind of provocatively and I'm also a virgin. Like I think a lot of people's brains just can't really compute it. Right. Yeah. How do guys take it? It really can go either way. Like half of guys are really turned on by it because they have that like conquest mindset and they want to be yeah. like the one to take it. And then the other half, honestly, I feel like today a lot of guys really want to grow with experience and it's been like a turn off to a lot of guys actually. Really? So yeah, I'm not a fan of either reaction. So it kind of gives me good insight into like these guys though, because I'm not interested in a guy who is going to fetishize me for being a virgin. And I'm not yeah. going to be into a guy who thinks it's like a turnoff either, because both are kind of looking at me in like a purely sexual way. Well, I think, yeah, I think for the ones who are looking at it purely sexually, you don't want either one. Mm -hmm. one because even the ones who are quote unquote turned off by it because they want a woman with more experience, that's also kind of telling you that they're not looking for anything serious. Yeah. They're just looking for someone who's just, you know, going to know how to give them a good blow job. Exactly. And then they can move on to another girl. Yeah, like they're not looking for something long term because it's like if we were dating in theory. It would like, teach you exactly. what they like, what they don't like. Exactly, yeah. So what made you kind of decide to wait? Um, at first it wasn't like a stern decision. I went to like an all-girls boarding school for high school. So I didn't even have my first kiss until I was 19 when I went to college. 
And I think from there, like I just kind of saw all the girls around me just look and act kind of miserable from hookup culture. And then they're always like, oh, you should lose your virginity. Like, why are you holding on to it? But like, they're always crying because like, like some frack guy wasn't texting them back or like, yeah, I don't know. They missed their period or something. Or they found out the guy who told them they were being exclusive with was actually like seeing other girls on the side. So I feel like I just saw so many horror stories from state school that like, I was just like, okay, no one in this pool really is doing it for me. Yeah. Maybe if I went to a different school with more like attractive, noble men, maybe, but I'm, I feel like honestly, just like a lot of the men I've met just kind of forced me into abstinence because I've just been so sexually repulsed. Yeah, I can definitely relate. Uh, even recently when I was talking about the fact that everyone, my listeners know that I have not had sex sex, only, you know, vagina sex. Mm. I've, had, I've done other things. But I haven't had sex since the end of 2021. Mm. And it's been my decision that I was more looking, I guess, for an emotional connection, but also for someone that I decide that I want to date exclusively. Mm. But then it seems that I've been, I've dated, but then suddenly it just became that I don't want to do that with anyone after a while, which is a little worrisome for sure. At this point, I'm like, shit. (laughs) Now it feels like... Am I making this into a bigger deal than it is? I don't know. But at this point, I just already waited so long. Yeah. What feels for me, obviously, not compared to you. Mm-hmm. Long. But, <laughs> you know, that makes me just not want to just do it with anyone. I want to share my body with anyone. And the longer it goes on, the more suddenly it means more to me. Mm. And so I am curious, what does your virginity mean to you? It can mean a lot of things. In a lot of ways, it can kind of feel like a burden. I don't know if you relate to that at all. I know I can't Probably relate not, to that at all. It's a shorter term, maybe. <laughs> yeah, if I for me it was a burden, I would just go have sex. Yeah, but true. for you, it's you haven't done it with anyone, so it's almost like the person you're yeah. giving it to, and that. And there's also now so much internet hype around it. <laughs> yeah. So if you know what I mean, it's kind of it'd be pretty obvious when I'd lose it in theory if I went on a podcast and the first thing they asked is like, oh, are you still a virgin? And then if I said no, then, you know, there'd be speculation and stuff. Right. So yeah, I'd say partly a burden. And then secondly, I, I think it's kind of cool at this point. I used to be pretty embarrassed about it because like I said, I think we're in like a very sexed culture in which, like, like I said, a lot of guys find it hot when girls can like do like sexual acrobatics pretty much in the bedroom for them. And then like a lot of girls also kind of use it to bond. Like on social media, so much of like meme culture is like talking about like certain, I don't know, sex stories. So I always get kind of feel kind of left out. Like I feel kind of like I'm sexually stunted or like I'm still in high school and I'm missing out on like this adult world. Right. Or I'm like sit, still sitting at like the kids table kind of. But I think I've moved past that mentality a bit and now I'm just kind of assured in it. Yeah. So I, I would say that's what it means to me. I guess not, there's no like cohesive answer. It's like sometimes it feels like a burden. Sometimes it feels... Something like something that gives me FOMO, and then sometimes it feels like something that I should be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think I I genuinely didn't connect the dots of why I was curious for that question until I just realized I just recently started watching Jane the Virgin. Mm. And I think finishing that whole <laughs> season, all yeah. five seasons. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Okay. So I just watched it, I just finished it mm. yesterday, I think, or two days ago. And I got I got to see an episode where I got to watch what happens to her when she loses her virginity, which happened to be to her husband because she she waited yeah. for religious reasons, but she didn't realize how much it became her identity. And it was mm. kind of where it completely became a part of who she is that when she lost it, it almost felt that 
she didn't know who she was at that point. That's definitely how I feel to a certain degree. Like I feel like not specifically for like just like the vaginal virginity itself, but I feel like it explains so much of my personality in the sense that like I have high standards in the sense that like I do value like romance a ton. So I think that's also why it can feel like a bit of a burden because it's so inherent to my identity at this point. Like Jane. Yeah. (laughs) But that's really interesting that you compared losing your virginity to or holding on to your virginity to romance as if you won't get romance if you weren't a virgin. I think Mm. I think with the hookup culture these days, it seems that the standards that a lot of people are okay with have Mm. gone so have lowered so much that even me, for example, I'm not a virgin and I still would want romance and I'm not sleeping with men. And if I met someone and I tell guys right off the bat as well, we're not going to, I'm not going to have sex with you. How do they usually respond? Like a challenge. They're so excited about it, you know? And then, uh, I'm like, I mean, I personally just enjoy sometimes, you know, just teasing them and then be Mm -hmm. like, no, thank you. Sorry. It, It makes me feel like I'm in control and taking my power back. I would say whether or not you're having sex, if you like romance, and I think most women do, mm. whether they want to admit it or not, you should ask for it. You should not. You should never lower your standards regardless of, of what you're doing you're, sexually. Even yeah. if you fuck someone and then afterwards you want the romance, you should still ask for it. You still deserve it. It doesn't make you any less. So I'm sorry that you feel that way in any type of way where your virginity is a burden and that, you know, that's... Mm. Because you want romance and that's what you're holding back. I, I don't know. I think it's your identity. No, I see what you're saying. Like virginity doesn't have to be linked to romance. Like you can still, like guys should still be romantic towards you if you ask for it, regardless of if you like fuck on the first date or you have a body count or something. I think it's yeah. hard because I don't have a ton of dating experience and it's kind of hard to sometimes discern guys' attention. So like you might think they're courting you in a romantic way. Like they'll buy you flowers or they're like wine and dine you. But then maybe like, at least from what I've heard from my friends, like once you put out, they kind of dip or they get colder or they start treating you a little bit worse. So I feel like sometimes, I don't know if you relate to this, but I feel like sometimes guys can put on this front of romantic intention, but then once they get sex, maybe they dial it in a little bit. So I think maybe that's why I kind of link sex. That is interesting. And I've heard that before and I'm sure I've felt that in the past as well. Mm -hmm. But I will say that sometimes... We think that the other person changed. Let's say we put out and then suddenly we're confused about it and we're thinking, oh my God, did I have sex too fast? Is that why he's not calling me? And we don't realize that his actions may have never changed. His actions may have been the same. He stayed the same, but we changed. Because in the past, before we had sex, we probably weren't as self-conscious whether or not he was going to call us. And because we acted mm, like we didn't yeah. care if we were exclusive or not and blah, blah. I'm just having fun. And then the minute we have sex, suddenly I'm noticing, oh, he added a new girl today. He must not like me or he's yeah. acting different and he's being an asshole versus... Was he, maybe he was already previously adding girls before I was sleeping Mm. with him, but I just wasn't paying attention because I didn't care in that point. And I think that has to go with what you're comfortable with. So if you tell yourself how much you don't care if you sleep with someone and it's not going to hurt you, then you, you shouldn't be, then your attitude shouldn't be changing towards it. Cause I remember in the past, I forgot who I was dating that. I forget what was going on with it, but I kept thinking that he was acting differently. And until I talked to my therapist and he said, this guy has literally been consistent with mm. his behavior. He hasn't changed. He's been the same way from the beginning. Yeah. It's you're changing in a way that suddenly your expectations are changing. You suddenly want more based on where you believe you are because of where you are sexually. Okay, I see. So like sometimes women 
think the guy is pulling back, but really because they had sex, they think he should be kind of giving more. Exactly. Because he's not giving more, it feels like less. Exactly. And that's why women like me, if you are similar to me where you get, you know, you get emotionally attached during sex Mm. and it means something more to you than just physical, being self-aware enough to know that, okay, if I sleep with this guy and I don't know where we're at, it's going to hurt me. And I don't want to do that to myself mentally. So I'm going to then take a step back and get to know this guy. Because a lot of times when I've dated men and I didn't sleep with them the last year or so, I get to see, oh, this guy's kind of racist. You know, maybe I won't, <laughs> you know, date him. But yeah. if I slept with him, I'd be, I would I would go, I would die for that guy. You know, I would go to bat. I mean, yeah, yeah, he has a tattoo that says KKK, but it's for the Kardashians because <laughs> their middle name has a K. Yeah. It's not because he's in the cuckoo clan, whatever it's called. Yeah. No, that's you know? interesting. I mean, I can't really relate, obviously, because I haven't had like, I can't really A, B and test it since I haven't had sex, but you're basically saying that like after you have sex, you're more likely to emotionally attach. You're more likely to see past not the red all, flags. Not all women. I'm saying me personally, yeah. my personal experience. I I can't speak for all women. Mm-hmm. I'm saying from my personal experience. Scientifically, we do produce a hormone that causes us attachment mm-hmm. after sex. And men don't because of their extra testosterone. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times when before a woman and a man have sex, the man will be a yes man. He will say yes to everything because his brain gets really foggy with all this hormones and testosterone. So all he's thinking of is having sex with you. That's why a lot of times before a man orgasms, you can ask him for him to do anything for you and he'll say yes because he just wants to come. And our minds as women, our minds are clear. So this is before sex, this is where we're paying attention to everything. Mm-hmm. How he's talking to me, what he's doing and all that. While he's romancing you because he's just trying to put his seed in you. It's- yeah science. But then after we have sex, science shows that a man's brain becomes clear. He nutted, his brain is clear. And a woman's brain gets foggy right after sex. Mm. And that's why we lay there and we're thinking, is he the one? I don't know. Should (laughs) I... Could I yeah. see kids with him? And it's it's actual science. And that's why a lot of times a man is not cuddling with you right after and you're like, wait, what's going on? What mm. are we something weird? Why are you being weird? And yeah. there's and we start to question things. So as time of progress, a lot of women say they don't experience those hormones anymore or it doesn't bother them anymore because they enjoy sex or sex. And that's great mm. for them. But I think it seems that the opposite, we always go into such extreme of one end. Years ago, it was all about being celibate. And now it's all about being free with your sexuality. Yeah. And then it seems that it shuts down the other side of women who just emotionally can't do that to themselves. Yeah. Like me, I mean, I feel in some ways similar to the same boat as you. Yeah. Because I have gone shamed before by other women for not wanting to have random hookups and never having a one-night stand. Shamed like they think you think you're better than them kind of? Yeah, either I think I'm better than them or, oh my God, just get over it. Sex is fun or why it's not true about the getting attached. I don't care. I just yeah. love having sex. I'm like, that's great for you. But I think we all can be self-aware of what it means sex means to us yeah. and how it makes me, if it doesn't make me feel good, why would I do it just so I can high five with my friend? That's how I felt as well. Like, especially, I don't know how it was for you losing your virginity, but so many girls say that like the first time can be like excruciatingly painful. And so I was like, okay, so why would I want to do that outside of a relationship? Just participating in like college hookup culture. My friends were like, oh, because eventually it'll hurt less. 
And I was like, okay, so do I tell the guy in the beginning, like, hey, by the way, I'm a virgin. And then they were like, no, if you're not dating him, it could be a turnoff. Like just say, what? So I'm like, so I hook up with a guy once it hurts. And then what, what did I gain from that? Just so next time it hurts a little bit less. Like, I, I guess I just didn't really see, I don't know if I'm attached to virginity or if I'm just like very uh, against like the way people talk about like female first time. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm like, it's hard for me because I don't know if I'm operating out of like virtue or operating a little bit out of fear because I don't like so many of the like norms surrounding virginity. I don't know. What was your experience? Like? I mean, I lost my virginity when I was straight out of high school when I was 17 and a half, maybe 18. And mm. it was to my boyfriend. And after that, I remember I asked him, what are we? And he said, well, we're getting to know each other. And I said, what? I said, no, you're my boy. You had, <laughs> we had sex. You're my boyfriend. And yeah. we're going to be dating at least two years now. Did you? Yeah. Oh, nice. So I wouldn't say, <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the way to go. Yeah. Or seeing your, but I think dating is so much easier when you are a teenager or even your early 20s. Maybe it's different now. Obviously for me, it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it does feel, it felt easier where you like someone, you're not putting too much thought into it and you just date because you can waste your time. You can date for two, three years. It doesn't matter. I wonder if it's also different because like now, because of like, not to be sound like a boomer, but because of like the internet and like dating apps and like social media everywhere. Obviously at the time it worked because you could tell your boyfriend like we're dating now, but I wonder right. if it'd be harder now if I sleep with some random frat boy, I'm like, we're dating now. And he's just like, you know what I mean? You're kind of oversaturated with options. I wonder if guys are less likely to commit to a girl, even if they take their virginity nowadays. Here's the thing with men, based on the research that I've done, mm-hmm. And again, I could be incorrect. I'm sure there's other research out there. But based on the research, the way to quote unquote keep a man mm-hmm. is emotionally. The only way you can get there emotionally is not by physical. It's with emotions. It's by opening up, getting to know each other. So, okay, for example, the podcast that you went on and they told you to rate yourself and so on. Looks are so subjective. And it's so true. If you are constantly, if all you believe your worth is, is your looks. Mm-hmm. Or even your virginity. Yeah. If those two things are the only thing you think you have to offer. Of course, if you lose your virginity, you're going to think you have nothing left to offer. Or if your mm. looks is what means the world to you. And I've tried to, you know, I've been there and I tried to teach this to women, instill this in my listeners all the time, where if your looks is what your worth is, mm-hmm. then you'll never feel good enough. And you'll always blame, because you're dating someone and then it doesn't work out and he found the new girl whose who's ass is bigger. And you can be like, oh, it's because my ass is not big enough. Mm. Oh, if my ass was bigger, then I'm, then you're going to be insecure every time he looks at another girl. Because yeah. that's what you believe your value is. You can't keep a man based on looks because looks are subjective and there's always going to be someone prettier than you. Yeah. And, then, and then no one will ever be in any relationship mm. because there's always someone around the corner. The way you stay with someone in relationships is because they make you feel a certain way or you love the quirks about them or they, they feel like home. Yeah. And because uh, looks will fade. And I remember when I was with my partner for eight years in my 20s on and off and we would fight like dogs, cats and dogs or whatever the American mm-hmm. saying is. And my mom told me, you guys, will, Violetta, your dating time is your honeymoon stage that's supposed to be your best friend. If you guys can, if you guys are fighting mm-hmm. like this right now, you will never survive marriage. And it's so true. Oh, you think that's the case? Yes. You, 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 you have to look for your best friend. But because I grew up with my daddy issues, I didn't know how to have a friend in a man. So for me, it was, I, I did care about the male gaze and mm-hmm. to be perfect for my boyfriend. And then if I was just 
my dad, you know, growing up, my dad used when we, we were not getting along, he told me that I'm not as smart as my sister. I'm stupid, mm. but I'm beautiful. And that's what I have is my looks. Mm. And that's part of the reason why I do what I do for a living where it has nothing to do with my looks, everything I do, because it was such a proves a man wrong yeah. which, where my dad issues come in, which is sometimes it feels like internalized misogyny mm-hmm. in some ways. But with my boyfriends in the beginning, I was drawn to emotionally unavailable men and to men where I was their arm candy. And, you know, I shave my body every single day on and off for eight years, always shaved body, always clean, always shaved. I would never go number two in this guy's house. I would literally go drive to a gas station really quick Mm. if I needed to go. It was all about my partner. And guess what? No matter what I did, it wasn't enough. He still cheated on me a million times. And sometimes the girls looked like me. Sometimes the girls didn't look like me. And I couldn't explain why. I didn't understand. But also we weren't friends. We were yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend, but we were fucking. In my opinion, I didn't know how to have a friend and a guy. Now as I'm older, I do. And that's what I look for in a partner. But enough about me. Okay, so <laughs> that's one thing we didn't cover yet is that what is your profession? I do TikTok and OnlyFans. Right. So that's one thing that we missed that was very interesting is that you're a virgin mm-hmm. and you're waiting. Wait, what, why did you decide to wait? Out of just like pickiness, I just want to find a guy, like I said, who just like values romance. I just feel like I'm just parsing through still. Got it. Yeah. And then you do OnlyFans. How long have you been doing OnlyFans? Um, I started in September. Oh, so it's fairly new. Yeah. September of 2022. Yes. Got it. And what made you what made you want to get into that? I think I kind of stigmatized it a little bit. Like I would always get offended if guys or girls would tell me like, oh, you should get on OnlyFans. And it was kind of similar to how like, I said I would get annoyed when my college roommates would say like, oh, you should just have sex like and just do it. Like I just felt like, why do I have to? And then because I was a TikToker, I felt like, why do I have to just get on OnlyFans? So for the longest time, I like condemned the idea of getting on it. I was like, no, I'm so much like better than this. I don't need to be on OnlyFans. Like I have a point, like I have something to say. And then I realized like I'm kind of stigmatizing sex workers a lot in my head if I'm thinking, you know, I have something to say, therefore I can't like sell photos of myself online. And I'm thinking like, I don't think that's a healthy thing to push. And I thought it'd be so cool if I can like do these podcasts and show people that like you can do sex work and also still be intelligent. And it kind of just breaks their brains because they want to just see these OnlyFans girls as just being airheads, I think. Yeah. So I I don't know. I kind of started it a little bit as a social experiment. Do you consider, so do you consider what you do then sex work, even though you're not actually having sex, having sex? I guess I would. Um, It's very cushy sex work, obviously, because it's not like actual porn or anything. But I think just selling something with the intention of the consumer getting sexual gratification, Mm -hmm. probably sex work. Yeah. What type of things do you do on OnlyFans? I sell photos and videos. I don't really do a ton of customs, but I don't know. Like I said, it's still kind of new. So I'm experimenting still with like levels of content. Okay, so what would you say some misconceptions or stereotypes do you frequently encounter about doing OnlyFans? People assume I'm lying about being a virgin. I don't know if this is necessarily a misconception, but I don't like when conservatives or guys say that I'm like ruining society or that like OnlyFans girls are like ruining society because we're exploiting men. And I it just really pisses me off because there's so much moral panic over OnlyFans. Exploiting men as in, as in men to just get to see your news for free and God forbid you actually got 
paid for those guys looking at you honestly that like they say like it's exploiting men because they can go watch porn for free i'm like that okay, so makes go do no that. sense exactly there's a free option and then they also think it's exploiting men because only fans girls will like talk to the guys and they're like you're giving this guy like a relationship simulation and because he feels good at night now he's not going to go out there and better himself and like take you know what i mean become more charismatic become more successful to like pull women like you're giving him the fap before he's earned it that's what they say which makes no sense because they could just masturbate or they could call a cam girl or they could i think even before only fans i saw a stat that said like 16 percent of men buy sex and that was like 2005 yeah i mean my ex used to do it when he would go to vegas oh really i like strip clubs and stuff or just Uh, in vegas i think prostitution is legal oh right 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 so he would have sex with prostitutes yeah exactly like it's very common but now people act like I don't know, OnlyFans is like the first wave of sex work. But I think they're more so just pissed that girls are getting like filthy rich off it. I think, yeah, I think it's the, I'm a man and I deserve this and you should just give this to me. I shouldn't need to pay for it because I'm a man. And yeah, it's interesting because they'll jack off to it and then afterwards they'll think then it's okay maybe to talk down to the woman. I mean, guys, some of those type, some of those men talk down to a lot of women on the internet in general. Mm -hmm. But it's confusing. Yeah, that's also why I got into it. Because again, they think like if you jack off to a girl or you're sexually attracted to her, that like she's less than, that's like you devaluing her. And I just think that's so stupid. Because like if you're in a healthy relationship with a woman, you should be sexually attracted to her. But for some reason, when it comes to like these sex workers, it's this idea that like they have no worth if you're sexualizing them. Yeah. And it just makes no sense. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen the backlash when it comes to OnlyFans from both men and women, including that those, including women, where half the arguments are things of how a man will marry you mm-hmm. if you do this and and all that. And sometimes I think the more I've looked in the internet, it's not just about OnlyFans. It just seems that there's so much backlash of, of things that a woman should do or shouldn't do. And no man will marry a girl if she does this or says this and and all that. And then I think what's mortifying to me is that sometimes it, feel, it feels like everything just goes back to the male gaze. And yeah. sometimes it makes me worry that am I just existing for the male gaze yeah. without realizing? No, I feel that. Even with like the virginity thing, like because I do OnlyFans, I get so many comments being like, there's no point in you being a virgin. Like guys still aren't gonna be attracted to you. I'm like- Wait, what? 
Like they they assume I'm being a virgin for some sense of like purity rather than the idea of like I just for yourself. don't want to have sex. Oh, yeah. they assume it's because that's what you're holding your value to. Yeah, they think I'm doing it to be more attractive to a guy. And I'm like... And they're saying a guy won't be attractive because you do OnlyFans. So you might as well already fuck me. Yes, they're already assuming that I'm doing it for this reason. That's also why it breaks their brains. And I just love having all these contradictory parts of my identity because it's just like... Show like it really makes people challenge. I think like their own presumptions of like why a woman would do OnlyFans, why a woman would be um, a virgin or something. And I've even heard men say like, "Oh, um, guys don't actually find virgins like their first pick anymore. Like as long as the girl's body count is like one to two, you should be fine. One to two or something like that." But the point is like they're pretty much saying like, "Oh no no no! Like we've like updated our." you know, our preferences. Like, you don't need to be a virgin anymore. Just, like, keep it under two. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me go, like, fuck two people now so I could keep it under have a little two. bit of experience. They're like, yeah, we want you to have, like, one to two relationships. And then, and again, it's just, I'm like, do you guys not hear yourself? Like, like I'm not going to tailor my body count to your preference, whether I'm it's, a virgin or have a hundred. Is it hard for you to date with you being a virgin and then also doing OnlyFans? I don't, it's hard for me to date in general because, again, I'm like, so picky and it's so hard for me to find someone I have chemistry with because I know this sounds corny to say, but I'm like a sapiosexual and I'm just super attracted to like really, really intelligent men. And that in itself is so hard to find. It's hard to find intelligent men. Hmm. Maybe you're looking in the wrong area. I probably am. I think I also tend to go on dates a lot with people like in the industry, like other content creators. And then I, maybe that's, that's harder heavy. to find. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> but I also like bingo. I don't know. I feel like for right now in my stage of my life, I like the idea of dating someone kind of not necessarily a content creator, but maybe like an entrepreneur or someone with a more flexible schedule because my schedule is pretty open. I don't want to be waiting for like only one night a week to like hang out with this person if they're working like a nine to five right now, um, maybe like down the line from marriage. But yeah, right now, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of why I tend to look in the content creation space. But I think if I found a guy who's super intelligent, I don't, I hope he wouldn't care about the OnlyFans because I, I hope that he'd be I don't know, smart enough to not just write me off as like a whore or something. Yeah, n right. I think what I'm asking is because in a lot of sense, it can be a little contradictory because one is sex work and the other one is the opposite end where it's a virgin. You may be attracting for the fact that you're a virgin, mm -hmm. may also, well, I'm not okay. talking about the red pillar, pillar quote unquote guys. I'm talking about the maybe they're, they're, maybe they're virgins for religious reasons yeah. or they also have a very low number. So they're looking and they're like, okay, perfect. But then suddenly if they look into what you're doing, it may suddenly not go with their religion yeah. view or their views and so, and so on. That's yeah. what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Both definitely cancel out like a big section of the dating pool, right. but it cancels out in like a really perfect way. Cause same way I was saying before, I wouldn't someone, I wouldn't want someone to want me solely for my virginity or not want me because of it. So for instance, if I didn't do OnlyFans and I'm a virgin, I don't want to just be attracting like guys who are virgins for religious reasons because I'm not religious. So we're not going to have right. compatible values regardless. And then if I'm just doing OnlyFans and not a virgin, then I don't want to be attracting guys who are just thinking like, I'm easy and we're going to fuck on the first date. So then the virginity, the me being a virgin kind of like counteracts that. Yeah. So in a weird way, it kind of creates like the perfect dating pool for me because then I'll attract someone who, uh, like I said, values like loyalty and romance, but again, not in like a super controlling way of like, oh, I want a pure girl because they're not going to see me as pure since I have an OnlyFans. Yeah. Would you ever date a guy that slept with loads of women or are you looking for someone that also has a low number because you have a low number or it doesn't matter to you? I don't care about number at all. I do say like, I want someone picky. Like I don't find it a turnoff if a guy like hooked up with a hundred girls necessarily, because I don't think you can really deduce much from a number. Like 
someone could have been abstinent for the past, you know, like year because they want to now focus on like a new connection strategy and then maybe hooked up with a lot of people prior. Right. So I don't really care about the number. I do find it a turnoff if a guy is willing to sleep with anyone. Like yeah. if any girl will sign in their DMs and they're just like super horny and constantly yearning, I find that like super unattractive. Yeah. So I definitely want someone selective, but they could have a high body count. I actually think a guy that has a high body count, I always, the, my, the first thought that comes to mind is that they must be really bad in bed because that means there's no return customers. Oh, that's so I always think about that because when, yeah. I, when I meet a guy and they're like, you have slept with this many girls, I'm like, shit. So that means no one ever came back. I haven't thought about it like that. That's so Like there's no return customers. He's probably so bad in bed. He's a one-time thing and then no one ever wants to have sex with him again. So he has to go find someone else. That's my little joke in my brain about it. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah, I just assume they're not good in bed. I always look for a guy, if I'm, if I'm dating some guy, even if we're not having sex, but we're doing other things or we're having sex, I'm always looking for a guy that was in some, a few relationships. That's what I look mm. for. Cause I know they know how to eat vagina. <laughs> like that's my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think they're going to say, so you know that they're like interested <laughs> no. in serious things. No, that's a good. Well, also that they know how to be in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, that other thing's more. But important. usually a guy who's been in a relationship, he knows how to have good sex. Like he takes care of his woman versus a guy that's always been a bachelor is always single sex. He's definitely does not know how to focus on the woman's body. He's not getting feedback. Yeah. Like they're not doing He's not getting term. feedback and he's not even thinking about the other, the woman or whoever else is in the room with him. Yeah. Cause he's going to have to like face them again. Okay. What are your thoughts since you do OnlyFans? What are your thoughts on, would you ever date a guy who follows other women who have OnlyFans on Instagram or also subscribes to their channels, OnlyFans channels? If a guy's like chatting with an OnlyFans model and like that's his form of intimacy or like friendship. Right. And like he thinks they have a connection. I don't know. I don't think I'd be into that. Chatting on the OnlyFans site or chatting on Instagram or in text? Um, Like on OnlyFans because that's where most of the money happens. It's like in okay. the messaging. Like you're being like, like the guys are telling the girls like you're so pretty. I like you so much. Well, that would be random if he was doing that. That's that. That does feel like cheating if a guy's. Yeah, versus if they're just buying content, it feels more like just normal porn watching kind of. Yeah, yeah, I think if I was dating a guy, I'd find it weird if he's spending money for other women sexually. Like that feels a little weird. But I'm also pretty picky. I wouldn't want a guy who's even going to strip clubs, to be honest, and getting lap dances and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm only asking since you do OnlyFans, so it's interesting to ask someone who does OnlyFans what their thoughts are about dating a guy who looks into other girls who do OnlyFans. Because there's always such a, because a lot of women in general get insecure about their partners, you know, buying into anyone yeah. that does OnlyFans. And then it's hard. I think that conversation becomes complicated because women are trying, women want to support other women, but some women don't want their partners to be looking at those things. So I think the conversation is always very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't even see it as an insecurity thing. I think because I'm like so deep in the industry. Like when I was living in LA, I lived in an OnlyFans house for like six months, like a porn house. And I feel like because I'm so familiar with the industry, it's not an insecurity thing because I know how much of a performance it is to yeah. be an OnlyFans girl. And I also know how little a lot of the OnlyFans girls care about their simp. So I, like I said, if a guy and how much they look down on them in a certain way. So if I was dating a guy who's again, like individually buying content I would feel like, okay, these girls are kind of laughing at him. So I'd probably find him a little bit less attractive for being like yeah. the submissive one in that dynamic. I mean, I definitely find it very unattractive if I had to find out that the guy I'm dating is DMing girls on Instagram and they're just 
not responding. That's so cringe. Like I, I've said that before in like a TikTok. Like, it's, like I just, yeah. just cheat on me at this point. No, I've said that. Like I once went through a guy's phone I was seeing and saw he was like, damn a girl inviting her over and she, he, she curved him and I was embarrassed and I wished they just fucked. Literally, I think that's even worse if the guy you're dating, you think he's cheating on you. So you start DMing this, these girls and you're like, hey, is my boyfriend cheating on you? And you're like, and they send you messages showing how they're just ignoring all of his DMs. And you're like, oh my God. And I'm dating that guy? That's so yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's really interesting about the strip thing. What makes you uncomfortable is you wouldn't date a guy that goes to strip clubs. Well, I think a lot of guys see it that way though. They think like if their girlfriend doesn't want them like watching porn or going to a strip club, it's the girlfriend being insecure. But um, I don't know. Again, I think it's just because I'm so familiar now with like the industry and like meeting so many strippers. And like, I know a lot of strippers don't really enjoy their job. And I think it's more so I wouldn't want a guy kind of having to pay for an interaction where a girl's like pretending to be interested in him. I like. Well, isn't that what you do for a living where you pretend to be interested in the guys? Yeah, but it's kind of like what you were just saying of like you find it unattractive if the guy shoots his shot and the girl curves him. Yeah. It's kind of the same dynamic, except the girl can't curve him because she's being paid to pretend so it's the same level of like cringe so would you feel uncomfortable if a guy was watching porn um probably not maybe not porn because yeah he's not really getting rejected in that instance there's no like girl like looking at him being like oh you're so gross i'm so disgusted by you (laughs) yeah i think that's what makes it feel a little bit embarrassing got it so your standards are just in the sense where you don't want them to be chatting with an OnlyFans girl on OnlyFans and don't go to strip clubs anything else I think it really depends on the guy. Like I said, if the guy was watching porn, but he's like super into it and kind of like a porn addict, I'd probably find that unattractive. So I don't know. A porn addict? Yeah. Everything is subjective. What's your definition of a porn addict? One of my friends in college, her boyfriend couldn't even finish anymore because he was watching so much porn. So he had to have porn on while they were fucking. Yeah. I would say when a porn addiction would probably for me mean the guy – I don't know, it affects his actual sex life. Right. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't want to date anyone. Like, let's say if you're yeah. dating someone that has to get drunk every time you guys have sex. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't want a guy who gets like desensitized. Yeah. Yeah. Sexually. Okay. So, so do you think a guy that you date may then have an issue with him not being able to go to strip clubs while... Yeah. So for instance, if I was seeing a guy and I was like, really, like I said, it's so rare I find someone I connect with. If he was like, it makes me uncomfortable that you like chat with guys, honestly, because I'm such a romantic, I would drop the chatting. In okay. Yeah. Got it. So you will compromise. Oh, 100%. Because they were willing to compromise to do things, to stop doing things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, even if, again, if I wanted to marry this guy and he was like, I want you off OnlyFans entirely. And he was willing to, again, make the compromise, not be following Instagram models, not be like, maybe even watching porn at that point if I'm getting off OnlyFans. Yeah. Not in the strip clubs, not like, you know, constantly yearning after other women. I'd probably make that drop too. If a man asked me to not do my current job because it made him uncomfortable and I feel like that's my soulmate, my husband and being a romantic, I would then say, then you need to pay me financially the mm. same amount of money that I'm making for this from this thing if you want me to quit. That's what yeah. I would do. I guess for me, I don't see OnlyFans as my main career. I see more like uh, TikTok and social media as my main. And then OnlyFans is just like one thing under that umbrella. But I, I guess if it was my main, like, like get up in the morning and this is what I do, then I'd probably, yeah, ask the guy to support me. Right. Yeah. But honestly, OnlyFans for me isn't like a huge, serious goal. It's like, it's great, great income, but it's not, 
yeah, it's probably not something I'm going to do within a few years anyway. So if I met again, like a really great guy. What's your, so what's your end goal with OnlyFans just to do it for now? Just like cashing out. It's like, it's just such great income while I'm like building, um, so much hype on all these podcasts and like TikToks and stuff. It's really great spillover. So it's just a good way to earn money. I agree. And again, like I'm kind of sexually oppressed. I grew up in like a Muslim household and I've always had a weird relationship with like showing skin and stuff. So it's also just been a cool way for me to explore like, I don't know, just like taking photos of myself. So it's it's been a good project for like sexual confidence, I think. Do you have a good relationship with your parents? I do. Um, my relationship with my mom can be kind of finicky. Um, she can be disproving sometimes of some choices. Like she wasn't in favor of me doing social media in general when I first started. She was really upset by it because she thought I was never going to get a job again. But now that I've kind of made a career out of everything, she's more on board and more supportive. And our relationship is pretty chill now. Are your parents together? Yeah, they had an arranged marriage. They're probably not the happiest, but in arranged marriages, you don't divorce. So they're still together. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's so cool. Not, not so cool. I mean, I'm so sorry for them or for your mom, but that's cool that you're aware that they had a, an arranged marriage. Obviously it's very common in many cultures. And I don't think people, I think now people show it or talk about it more often because there's Netflix shows about it, but I don't mm. think it was as common in the past to be open about it. They have an arranged ma marriage because you're we talked about your nationality is you're half Indian and half mm -hmm. your father is from Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So half Arab, half Indian. Yes. And both of your parents are Muslim. Yeah. So it was like, um, they were, their parents were looking for like another Muslim. And a big reason my mom married my dad is because he was uh, coming to America and she honestly just wanted to come to America. With a green card. Yeah. Okay, cool. So they have, an, they have an arranged marriage and that's how they got together. So what made them not want to do the same thing for their children? I think my mom just wants more for us. Like, I think she feels like that was her only option to come to America. That was her only option to have freedom. Like now she works um, like two jobs and she really enjoys them and she couldn't have done that otherwise. But that was her only route to that. So for me, she wants you to find love. She wants me to have a career first. Like she's actually so different from my other Muslim friends' parents. Like their parents want them to get married by the time they're 24. And if they can't find a husband, they're like showing them 10 matches a day, like on paper, like printed photos. Wow. And they're like, this man, he's like, he's 5'4", but he's a lawyer. Like they're like just showing him, they're just like corralling yeah. shit for them. But my mom, I don't know why she's different from them, but she's always just told me like, don't even date, like first get a career, get a house, like build up your bank account. And then after that, get married. Like, So she's yeah. teaching you to be independent so you don't end up accidentally depending on a man. Yeah, I think if she had it her way, that'd be the situation she's in. Right, because yeah. you said they're not the happiest together. So obviously- Yeah, so I wonder she, if that's what it is. They're not divorced because you can. So obviously yeah. she wants to make sure that you don't end up- That that makes sense. I think that's in some ways- My parents don't have an arranged marriage. My parents tried to instill the same in my sister and I to make sure we don't end up- depending on anyone. Yeah. That's interesting. So how did they feel about you doing OnlyFans? Do they understand that you do that? They're immigrants. They don't necessarily okay. know what OnlyFans is. But when I started, I knew I had to tell them because guys on the internet are crazy. And they'll like, people have already emailed my mom. Like they found her work email and they'll like email her pretending. She to won't have me. sex with me. So I need to tell <laughs> you about her. Exactly. Random guys who maybe like have seen me on TikTok, they'll just like try to impersonate me and try to message my mom. I don't even know to maybe get information out of me or something. So it's gross. so weird. I always tell her like, show me everything, by the way. Like it's very rare mom that I'd ever email you. So just show me everything. It's probably not me. But yeah, because of that, uh, because guys on the internet are like that, I was like, okay, I need to tell my mom about this. So 
she doesn't wake up one day to like a work attachment email just full of pictures of me. So I pretty much just told her that I have like a photo and video subscription service. And she was just like, oh, what are you doing on it? Are you doing like this on it? And I was like, no. And she was like, okay. So she's like tolerant of it. She's not necessarily excited about it, but I've told her that like, it's not my main focus and I eventually want to like transition out of it. And she's like, yeah, I think you should do that. You have so much more to offer. Do you think if someone offered you a ton of money to lose your virginity on OnlyFans, you would do it? It's so weird. I wouldn't. Like I, I mentioned that on the whatever podcast. I was like, for some reason, even if someone asked, offered me like a hundred mil, I wouldn't do it. I don't yeah. know why. Again, maybe it's the burden thing or maybe it's just the, I don't know. I'm just like romanticize it so much, just like my first time. So I just- but do you think originally you uh, stayed a virgin because of your religion? No, I've never been religious. Even when I was little, I never connected with Islam personally. Like I've always felt more agnostic than any type of conventional religion. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. That's That really sucks about your mother. So, okay, I wanted to really quickly share the video that I found mm-hmm. a while back that drew my attention. The One of the guys who I think he looks like he's in his 60s. I think he's somewhere between 50 to 70 um, with long hair. Yeah. So this guy, he seemed really aggressive towards you. He invented the red pill movement. Like he started the whole movement. What is red pill again? It's just the idea that like men need to become high value men because that's what women are attracted to. Women want you to be like dominant and a little bit cold. Oh, so Andrew Tate didn't start that? No, no. This guy started it? Was yeah, it in like, his mom's basement? Where do you start <laughs> pretty that? Much. He put out a book like 10 years ago, and that's what kind of started the movement. Andrew Tate probably popularized it. That's not what started the movement. My friend wrote a book years ago called The Game. The Game started the movement and how to be players and how to get women in bed. Obviously, since then, he's made a lot of changes, and he wrote mm-hmm. loads of books. He's brilliant. He's very smart. And he, but he was a guy that never got attention from women. He went on to interview players mm. and the whole, the book was supposed to start with how, how the players are doing it. But the, the more he interviewed them, the more the book completely changed and it was called the game. And every man out there who's like this was inspired <laughs> by that book. Yeah. Cause it's literally put down a woman in order to get her into bed. These are the steps you have to do. Mm. Literally that book helped a lot of these men get some confidence or figure out how to be kind of a player. But um, my friend Neil, he's written loads of books since, and he actually regrets that book, even though that book is one of the best um, New York Times bestsellers. I haven't heard of it. When did it come out? You said like 10 years ago? Over 10 years ago. Interesting. So many years ago. You were saying that's what started guys acting I like think boys and stuff. That you know? book and something Tucker. I forget that this other book. There's these two books. Those two books really helped men like these guys feel like they have a voice. Now that there's look, I'm a big advocate to not tell people that they shouldn't do what they do or they shouldn't have an audience. If you if someone has some something to say, you'll find your audience. Do I agree with what he has to say? No. But I'm not going to tell him that he sh- he doesn't have a right to say his opinion because clearly there's a lot of other people that agree with him and that's their audience and they should stay in their corner and I'm never going to cross the street to that corner. So. <laughs> no, yeah. I just hate when they like flatten dating dynamics to just like a game or like a formula. It's just, it's broken people giving advice and it comes from their agenda. It's kind of the same thing. If you're going through a breakup, be careful who you ask for advice. Because if yeah. you go to your friend who currently hates all men, she's not mm-hmm. going to give you the best advice. She's going to be projecting her pain. Or if you go to another friend who's best friends with your ex, 
they're going to give you also another opinion. If you're going to another person that really, that secretly wants to sleep with you, they will also give you an opinion. That's true. So you always have to be careful of where you give advice because there's a lot of broken people out there. They will project their pain onto the advice they give. Just like when I give advice, I'm sure a lot of my advice stems from daddy issues. And no matter how much I've tried to fix it and I do my best to see everyone's sides and better understand i'm sure there's times that i slip Mm. and i'm probably subconsciously being biased so i think take everything with a grain of salt but that's how you're able to find your audience because there's going to be other people out there that can relate to me because they're in the similar boat i always hear red pill sorry i'm so brain broken from like red pill collabs that like i'm always thinking of things in the lens of like oh what would like the worst guy i know say about this but um yeah i always hear red pillars say that like it's a red flag if they're talking to a girl and all her friends are single because they're going to project their advice onto her and be like, oh no, like you're a bad bitch. Come out to the club with us um, if they've been like chronically single. I mean, that opinion is not completely wrong, mm. but that goes both ways because it's also, I wouldn't say a red flag, but it's something definitely you should be aware of if, because research, research showed that women sometimes tend to get insecure when their partner has a lot of female friends. But then they, the research showed that you shouldn't be intimidated by the f- women friends. That it's actually, oh, if he has a bunch of male friends who are mm. single, that you should be worried about. Interesting. So whatever they're saying, it actually goes both ways. Yeah. But yeah, that, that does make sense. When I'm around, if I hung out with all friends who have babies, I will most likely eventually want to have a baby too. So I'll probably mm. get more serious. If I'm hanging out with a bunch of friends who are single, that's probably why I'm, you know, flirting with some rapper when I'm not looking yeah. to actually date him. So it's, they're not, there's always some, you can take things that anyone says with yeah. a grain of salt, but there's sometimes truth to it. That's so interesting. I never thought there was truth to it. I remember again, like in college, one of my male friends said to me, like, it really surprised me you're a virgin because all your friends are hoes and people, you can judge a girl by who she surrounds herself with. And I'm like, I don't feel that way at all. Like, I feel like everyone in my friend group has their own, like. No, I meant by advice. I meant, I meant the advice will not be will be from a single girl perspective. But just because your friends are fucking doesn't mean you'll be fucking mm. too. And if someone judged you based on that, that's just silly. Yeah. I meant advice, meaning if you're dating a guy and all of his friends are single, if you guys have an argument, most likely mm. his friends will tell him, F this, be single with us. Yeah. That's just someone who lacks emotional maturity. If you think because you're all your friends, like you're your own person. Yeah. Since I was 14, I've been around people who do drugs and I have never done cocaine in my life. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life because I made a choice to not want to do that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if other people do what, whatever they want to do. And I'm not going to stop being, f- unless if I feel uncomfortable eventually, but yeah. that's silly. Your guy friend is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, anyway, so back to this creepy guy. So this creepy guy has been tweeting about you yeah. and he's been basically trying to denounce the fact that you're a virgin and saying that I'm faking you're a fake virgin because you're actually a hoe and because yeah. you do OnlyFans. Because I have big boobs like you showed in the in the picture so how do you deal with this type of hate does it does it make you feel like you want to prove him wrong or you just kind of play it off or does it hurt your feelings how does that from him i think it's hilarious he's such a loser <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that people in general will look at you and if they want to tear you down they'll find any reason to tear you down just to lift themselves up and i think that's the saddest part because you can lift yourself up without tearing other people down. If that's the only way you can lift yourself up, it's, it says a lot about who you are as a person. I think it's also just so rich coming from him because, like I said, his life's work has been about the red pill. Like he just studies evolutionary psychology in relation to female and male dynamics. And he thinks that he has like the best understanding of women, like the perfect read on women. And just the fact that he's tweeting saying like, oh, I'm a fake virgin just shows that like he knows nothing about women because he thinks just the fact that I have an OnlyFans or because I show cleavage, it means I'm lying. So I'm like, that in yeah. itself should debunk this man and like everything he's pushing for. He, he can't even, like his brain can't even compute it. Yeah, I just want to know the relationship these men have with their mothers, honestly. <laughs> I'm very curious. You have him on. He's doing a podcast tour. <laughs> I definitely would not have him on because what would be the point? You can't have some of these people, you can't have an actual conversation with them because they don't want to listen. I've watched just clips and the way they talk to women and they don't want to hear what the other person has to say. They just want to say their opinion. They just want to like diagnose you through their lens. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Some of the videos, let's see, there's, let's see, there's this one. When's the last time you've been on a date? I'm actually a virgin. <laughs> yep. So you're not doing like porn on only. I'm not having sex as a virgin, eyes. correct? So it's not really. I just already hated like him. Just no, it's out. just a visceral sense of pickiness. And how old are you? 24. 24. It could still be for moral reasons, just not for like conventional religious reasons. Like I personally just don't believe in biting the bullet and just participating. In you spoke really well. Do you think that being on OnlyFans is limiting you from finding the guy? But look, I asked a similar question to that. Eventually, want to actually have sex with? No, I mean it's all subjective. You could say that you know me not wearing a hijab. You know I'm cutting off a section of men, me being brown, there's men who probably won't like me for my race. I'll just find a man who has congruent values with me. I'm not going to tailor my lifestyle to like a subsection of red-pilled men. That wasn't it. I think he continues on here. Do you think that a guy who desires a woman with a low body count, yet he has a high body count, do you this have an issue with that? 100%. Like I said, I think mm. it's your prerogative to find someone who matches your values. I'm highly selective. I want a partner who's also highly selective. Was it the Instagram one? Body count. Well, I just want to be very clear about this. You're looking for a fair situation, but newsflash, the light the world is not fair. Oh, that guy killed me. He's like, it's like women want a guy that's funny, but then they're not funny. I can't handle when guys say things like that. It's almost they get upset if you enter their space. Yeah. only men were meant to be funny so god forbid so then right away they're like well women are not funny you want a man that's charismatic but then you're not charismatic bro if you want to suck dick just say that because at <laughs> this point these guys will sit on these podcasts yeah. and they're just like well women Bring they're not this the and they're not that they're not okay why they're, they're do you even us, are you yeah. do you even like women at this yeah. point the way these guys talk after a while you're like you don't like women it's also like they're just wrong like it's people usually kind of vibe with people like with similar traits to them yeah. Like usually funny people end up together. Like they say like, oh, women are gold diggers. But usually like 
rich guys also tend to date girls with like a similar status to them who are also educated and attractive women also date guys who are attractive too. Like they just make so many presumptions that are just usually so wrong. Oh, I hate it when they asked you guys to rate your looks. That was so funny. Yeah, it's just so pointless because there's really no right answer. I don't understand. Yeah, there's no right answer with rating yourself. That's absurd. Yeah. This video killed me. I just watched it today. Seems like she's had 80 bodies. There's a hesitation oh. in men that is instinctual. He's still thinking on a hindbrain, lizard brain level. There's a possibility that she was impregnated by one of these guys. <laughs> she can't get over that guy. You're a bad bet for my paternity. So this guy who wrote a book. Yeah. He basically, so this guy basically insinuated on her, on, on this podcast that. Men are lizards. The men have a lizard brain and basically it's scientific. And that is why men care about a body count because of their lizard brain that's wired in science that they will assume having a high body count means that you may have been impregnated by one of these men, which is bad for their paternity. Yep. And that's such an insane what? I just hate it because you can always use evolutionary psych in one way or the other. Like they'll say because of evolutionary psych, women should only fuck one man, but men can fuck 10. But it's like, if you actually look at the animal kingdom, like there's so many species in which like the females fuck like 10 guys. Right. Because that's what's better for like genetic variety and like genetic quality. But they only look at it in one side. Yeah. That proves that like, oh, women are whores if they fuck. Okay, but people. look at spiders. Women eat the man after exactly. they have sex with them. Yeah. Why don't we do that? <laughs> Exactly. Like they, they study this for like 80 years and they still come to the wrong conclusions. And it's they so bite the, they bite the guy's head off. <laughs> and like, sometimes that's why the men won't have sex with the, with the female spiders and the female spiders have to seduce them by like doing some dance for them or like really, really seduce the guys. Mm-hmm. And even though, and all the guys know they're going to get murdered they after should. they have oh. sex. So you really have to seduce them and then they still fall for it just to get that P-U-S-S-Y and then their head gets... Wait, why does she off. kill them after? But they're not the only animal that does this. There's actually other type of species of animals that do this. And it's because in order to have enough um, vitamin and protein in your body for the babies. Oh, oh, she bites it so that like the babies can eat like yeah. eat off them. yeah. Oh, it's, in, it's for the kids. I thought it was to like mark her territory. Be like, okay, no, no, no. It's it's literally fine. just it's just in their nature. That's interesting. Yeah, pretty cool. I I can't. I don't recall if it's scorpions or spiders, but I think it must be. It feels like it should be scorpions because I'm a Scorpio. I've always. <laughs> I think I remember that fact being yeah. really cool. I was like, like me. So if we're gonna look at science, then exactly. I think. Why don't we start doing that? Exactly. Like you could look at so many things in nature and like yeah. bring it both ways. But I don't know why he's going back like 10,000 years. Like, Did you know cannibalism long. isn't illegal in 49 states? Cool fact. So we could actually go back. We can now go back. We can actually do what the animals do, scorpions or spiders, because cannibalism is not illegal in California. I think the only place it's illegal is a state with an M. Is it Missouri or? Wait, so in California, if someone dies you're allowed to eat them or has to be like your relative or what's like you know i i haven't looked that deep into it (laughs) because i had no reason to but it is a known for whatever reason it's just a random fact that i know and it's i think in missouri it may be illegal i forget where but Mm -hmm. cannibalism is not illegal in 49 states and i'm assuming it's because these states use common sense and assume the people know it's bad so they never pass the law but it's not a law anywhere 
in these 49 states. Interesting. Like in Florida, it's not illegal. Oh, perfect. I live there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, back to the, this guy. Let's see what the other video of him that I like. Oh, this one killed me. Okay, it's this one. This guy was interesting. Some guys consider a woman going to parties or even like having a public Instagram account an act of infidelity. So what do you consider a loyal woman? I would probably have the password to that Instagram account if it got very serious. I'd be able to see every message and she wouldn't have a problem with that. But women don't want space from men they're actually in love with. Sure, does that lack of space go both ways? Like, would she also have your passwords? Absolutely or no? not. No, she wouldn't. So how does she feel your genuine love? You are truly best friends. You are emotionally there for her. I also say a lot, a man should be the mountain that a woman's emotional waves crash into. If you were truly, truly giving yourself away to a man, you wouldn't market on the internet. And I do look at it as marketing when a woman has her titties all over the internet. I think that's 100% your prerogative. My issue more is when men have asymmetrical standards. So they want a girl who's not showing her titties on Instagram, but then yeah. their explore page is full of Instagram models and they're liking their posts or they're watching porn. So for me, if I found a guy who wouldn't want me on Instagram and that was the love of my life, I would just want him to not be on Instagram right. either. If you want my passwords, the same cuts both ways. And if anything, it makes more sense for the girl to have the guy's passwords because guys are the first to stray. Okay, so I love that because I, I think that's what really got my attention. Because that really creeped me out that that guy on the podcast basically <laughs> said how <laughs> women don't want space. No, we want to be, you know, we want you to remember we exist. So I, I want to hear from you, Yeah. you know, every day versus every three to five business days. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you want a guy like, yeah, logged into your account. But the fact that these men believe that they should have your passwords to everything while you should just not ask for anything in return that's insane but i like the fact that you're able to be open where if you're asking one thing from your partner and then they ask you something back then you're okay with it yeah because i i don't want to like vilify guys who are like oh i want her instagram passwords because um let's for, say for instance i asked my boyfriend like hey what's like your iphone password i'm trying to like just look for food and he's like oh just hand me my phone i'll like type it in yeah like i'd probably be slightly off put you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I guess you could see Instagram similarly. It's like, what's the issue with just having the password? So I'm, I wouldn't judge a guy for just wanting it, but I would if he's crazy like that. And he's like, oh, well, I'm a mountain, so you don't get mine. You know? <laughs> for me personally, I couldn't be with someone that wanted my password, not because I have anything to hide. I just think that sets our relationship just already in a bad light. Oh, even iPhone password? I think eventually I would do it without them asking me. Like if they're on my phone and they're like, hey, I want to order something. What's your password? And we've been dating for a minute. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'll give it to them. Or if they're like, can, I, can you share your location? Of course. Yeah. But if it got to a point where, can I have your password to your Instagram? Well, that's my, I run my business on those accounts. It's, it, mm -hmm. it weirds me out. And I think yeah. when you, I don't even look at my partner's phone when they're texting. I look the other way probably because I'm so traumatized from my ex. <laughs> but I, I rather not know, which I think yeah. when you, I think if you start your relationship on fear, Mm -hmm. then it's never going to work out. You have to always look from within. And I think that's just a conversation that you have to. So if someone right away was like, can I have your password and things like that? For me, red flag out. But if someone sat me down and said, look, I've been cheated on in the past and I really want to make it work with you. And I know, I know you're not my ex and I know you're not going to cheat on me, yeah. but I still have these fears. And this is what I need to feel more comfortable in the relationship with you. Let me, if that's a deal breaker, let me know. And these conversations are hard to do because no one actually sits down and, do, and does that. But if someone then sat and told me that, and now I understand, oh, this is what my partner needs for me to feel safe with mm -hmm. me. Okay, I understand. Let me go the extra mile. Like even for example, 
I don't get social anxiety. And one of my friends, not even someone sleeping with, just a, one of my friends, I could feel his anxiety. I told him to come meet, to go, to come to an event with me. And he kept hitting me up and kept texting me about, wait, okay, so can we meet there? Wait, come, mm-hmm. can you pick me up on the way? And I was like, no, dude, I'll just meet you there. You're out of the way. Okay, can you tell me exactly when you're there and all these things? And I was thinking, oh my God, you're... I can feel his anxiety. I was thinking, oh my God, get over it. What's a big deal if he's going to be there alone? But then I sat and I thought, V, just because you don't experience the same Mm -hmm. anxiety doesn't mean it's not valid. Yeah. So without him needing to tell me anything, I felt his anxiety and I said, okay, hey, I'm going to text you exactly when I leave my house. And then I calculated you're 10 minutes away from the event. So I'll text you when I'm 10 minutes away. And that's when you should call your Uber and you can leave so we can meet at the same time. I completely agree with the social anxiety example, but I'm, I'm trying to understand the comparison slightly because I guess the social anxiety example, it's not about trust versus the other thing. He's kind of saying like, I've had these issues in the past, and even though I know on paper, I should trust you. I still can't a little bit. It's no, it's one thing if they can't trust me versus I don't feel safe. Those are completely two different words. If you can't trust me, that there's nothing I can do because you you set me up for failure. Yeah, that's what a lot of times people do without realizing when they date, when they got cheated on, and they get back with their ex or cheat on them, or if they got cheated on and now they get into a new relationship and they just bring on that baggage and they expect the other person to be understanding. They yeah. won't because it's not fair. Why? I didn't do anything to you. Why are you treating me like like your ex? You're yeah. setting me up for failure. So it's one thing if they say, I can't trust you. Then there's nothing I can do for you versus being, this is what I need to feel safe. Let me know if it's a deal breaker because you're allowed to walk away. Yeah. But if you line up, and of course it has to feel reasonable. Yeah. If I said, every day you have to text me and call me 35 times for me to feel safe, mm-hmm. then for me, if I'm okay with it, I'll say, hey, to me, I can't, I can't promise you that. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying, for me, it would be hard. If someone said, I need your Instagram password to feel safe, yeah. I would say, to me, it's crossing my boundaries and it makes me uncomfortable because I feel like yeah. I, you can't trust me. But if they said, it would make me feel safe if I kind of knew where you were at. Like when you, if you're going out to, tomorrow night, like when you go out, if you can just tell me, if you can just be like, hey, I'm going out with my friends. Mm. It would feel a little... I would feel a little suffocated, but if I really liked that person and I knew that's all they needed to feel safe, then I would just let them know. Like when people ask me what I'm up to and I'm dating them, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction from people I've dated who were insecure, where instead of saying, I used to just be like, just not much, just kind of work today or had a busy day. Now I'll be like, I went to the market and after that I talked to my mom and then after that I did this. I literally will just... Because it's just a memory of what someone needs to be safe. That's interesting. Um, I was going to ask you like what you think of like if a guy says like, hey, can you share your location with me? Because for me, I guess with the Instagram thing, the way I envisioned it isn't so much like they'd be sitting me down saying like, I want your passwords. It'd be more so like if I'm dating someone, I'm probably on their phone a lot. So usually I just like kind of log in just for convenience. So it's more like just kind of having that openness. And if I'm dating someone, I'll probably share my location for like safety or something. Wait, like what? You log in onto their Instagram? Or like um, if I'm dating someone and I use their phone a lot because like just for whatever reason, like a phone's around, like I'll probably have it so that either one could be logged in. So I'll have my Instagram logged in just for convenience. Right. If my phone's dead or they have better service or something, if the openness is there, I guess is my point. So I'd want them to have that openness towards me, but it wouldn't necessarily be me sitting them down being like, can you log in? And same with the location thing. Like I'd want them to want to be okay sharing it, but I, I don't think I would ask 
would you be open with that if they had the anxiety and wanted to I think I think people should ask I think this is where a lot of miscommunication happens and I've been there as well where you assume that because you do certain things that other people do that as well but those people are not you so again just because you're comfortable with logging in your Instagram on someone else's phone Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they then have to do the same. So if you're not asking them and then you're confused why you don't have their Instagram on your phone just because you already did it, that's because no one asked you to ever do that. You just did it. And then what you assume that they would do the same. They're not you. They don't think like you. They may not have realized that you wanted that in return. They may have thought that that's just what you do, but it's nothing to do with them. That's literally how I would think. Oh, yeah, if yeah. you did that on my phone, it wouldn't even cross my mind that you wanted me to do it back because I'm not you. I don't think like you. Yeah. And I think that's always, there's constant miscommunication. For example, one time I interviewed this guy on my podcast, uh, what's his name, Trevor or something. We were talking about, he asked, what are your thoughts if someone has their phone down when you're on a date? And I said, oh, I love that. And he goes, wait, that's not a red flag. Oh, because he thought it meant like they're hiding. Yes. So he said, wait, that's not a red flag. And I said, what? I, that means I'm focusing on you so much. I don't want to look at my phone. I want to give you my 100% yeah. of my attention. I actually get irritated if someone's on their phone while they're out with me. And he said, oh, I thought that's you hiding your other bitches and blah, blah. Mm. And I said, that's where people need to communicate. Yeah. That's so interesting. I always see it that way. Like I always think they're- The cheating? Hiding. Maybe not cheating, but like at least on a first date, I feel like I usually will put my phone down if because I'll get hinge notifications. So I would assume. Yeah, I, you're right. Like people are just- project you see reasons exactly mm-hmm. so you're the the one doing something wrong so then you just assume i'm also doing your something wrong like you're you get your hinge notification so you assume i get those too when in reality i'm not talking to anyone else but you mm. and that's why i'm comfortable enough to put my phone away yeah so a lot of times it is projections so but don't do things for other people because you expect them to do the same you're gonna you're setting yourself up for failure and disappointment mm-hmm. Like literally, I would never cross my mind. I I wouldn't feel comfortable putting my Instagram on your account, but it's because I have over 5 million followers on one of my accounts and it's so easy to hack these accounts. Mm. So I just don't want to accidentally get hacked. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't want that on your phone. Yeah. But if you're on my phone and you're on Instagram looking for something, I wouldn't give a shit. And another reason I get really weird about people looking at my phone is because sometimes I forget to log out of porn. And it's literally a weird embarrassment for me. And one time I made that joke to to that guy, Trevor, on my podcast. And he was like, wait, what? That's why you hide your phone? I said, yeah, I get embarrassed. What if like, because one time I remember I wanted to show someone something and it opened and I had a site up on, on YouPorn. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, oh. <laughs> And I forgot, like, I haven't been on, I haven't looked at my internet for a minute. So I forgot yeah. that I even had that window open mm-hmm. and I felt embarrassed. Yeah. So you just never really know why people are not doing something unless you ask them. That's a good point. Yeah. I went on a date with this like one TikToker boy and it was like our first date. And like, I, he like grabbed my phone from me once and I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, give me back my phone. And he goes, this is a red flag. And I was like, first of all, we're on a first date. And he was just like, oh, like, what are you hiding on your phone? I'm like, well, if I was everything. hiding something, like we, we just met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like everything. It could be porn. It could be like, or you to see my notes where I just type my thoughts. That doesn't mean. Or I'm, you talk to your friends home. about him and you don't yeah. want him to see, or you just stalked all yeah. of his exes on Instagram. Doesn't like he matter. He was probably projecting because he got like so many snap notifications. He's like, oh, don't. Like He's like. Right. So he just assumed like I'm hiding my phone because I'm like talking to 10 guys right now, which yeah. again, even in that moment would have been fine because it was a first date. But yeah. It's so sad. It, it just always feels dating these days we're so quick 
to rush into closing ourselves off. That's what it seems like. Mm -hmm. We look for any reason to close off. It's so mad. And I'm definitely, you know, part of it, part of it as well at times without realizing. But yeah, you can't assume people do what you do. You have mm -hmm. to ask. Yeah. So I think next time, if you feel, if you have insecurities, instead of projecting them and by attacking your partner or by just feeling upset that they can't read your mind, ask them, mm -hmm. but don't ask them in a way that, let me have your password. Mm -hmm. Or why don't you share your location with me? Huh? What are you hiding? Versus it would make me feel so much safer in this relationship with you if we share locations. So let's say I ask a guy that and he's like, I'm like, okay, these are the reasons why I want your location. Let's say I'd been cheated on and he's still like, I understand all that, but it's still a boundary. Like, do you think at that point it's some type of flag or no? I think at that point you kind of see whether or not you guys are a good fit for one another. If both parties are not willing to compromise because you both have your standards and your boundaries, mm -hmm. the one of you has to compromise. So you both have to ask yourself how much... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I, in my opinion, a person saying for them it's a boundary and then for me to say, oh, they're, oh, there must be a narcissist or they're gaslighting me. No, it's, I had my boundaries and my, what I'm okay with. And they just explained to me they're not okay with it. So that's where you part ways. Just like if you told me you need me to call you 35 times a day. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't have the time for it. So my boundary is that I need space. Then we're not right for each other. That's all there is. Yeah. You just have to find someone that's okay with what you need. So no one was wrong in that moment. No one was the bad guy. Mm. You guys are just not right for each other. Yeah. That's what it means. I wouldn't ask a guy for his location. Hmm. I think the calling thing feels different because it's like, like you said, you have to take time out of your day. But like, I guess if you share your location once, it's not really like he has to put in much effort. So do you think the girl would be being, I don't know, do you think it'd be wrong if the girl felt like uneasy because she should be like, why not then? Or do you think that's still a healthy boundary? For what do you mean? Why not? Can you explain? Um, so like, obviously, if I ask a guy, call me 35 times a day, he's like, I don't have the time. It's like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So let's say I were to ask a guy. And again, I personally wouldn't. But some girls do want their boyfriend to like share their location. And he's still like, no, that doesn't take up time necessarily to just press share. I mean, it's hard to ask me the question because for me, I don't see the big deal about sharing location. So it's mm -hmm. hard for me but if someone has a good reasoning behind why they don't want to, it depends. If you're together for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. it's probably because you're not exclusive and they don't want to share your loca the location because they think it's weird yeah. or they're not used to. I have friends who I'm like, Ruslana, share your location with me. What if you die one day and she thinks it's so weird and we're best friends and she won't share her location with me because mm -hmm. to her, it just doesn't make sense. And she thinks it's creepy. And I'm like, great. So one day you could just literally be dead and I will have no idea where you are. Yeah. And it's so irritating, mm -hmm. but she's so adamant about it. Mm. So it's not because she doesn't trust me or like me. She thinks it's weird. Yeah. So we don't share location. But I think if you're with somebody for two years, it's a little weird that you're not sharing your location. I won't lie. But again, if they have their reasoning, I feel a little suffocated when people want to share their location with me, but I've learned to adjust to it. I used to think it was weird because I had some friends who were always seeing where I'm at. And I, it weirded me out. Like I had this one friend that was always just knew where I was at at all times. Mm -hmm. So it got to a point that I would turn off my location because it made me uncomfortable. But I've gotten more used to it that even I share locations with even guys I kiss like once. Yeah. 
And, but it's only because I felt pressured. I felt weird with them sharing it. Then I feel obligated to do it. But that's on me. No one asked me to do it. I'm pretty toxic. Sometimes I'll like share my location with a guy on a first date if I really like him. I'll be like, oh, pick me up kind of. And you could share it in like for one hour. Yeah. You could share it indefinitely. But I'll share it indefinitely because I like want him to care about where I am, which is so stupid. But I've yeah, done that before there too. There are certain friends who I will turn it off for because – I understand checking my location if you know I'm like out or something and you want to know if I got home safe. But if a friend ever texts me being like, oh, how's it going at like Denny's right now? And I'm just like, why are you checking this? Like it just if I don't like friends who are too, I don't know. I also attract a lot of like toxic friends who can be kind of possessive over me and they want my location. I don't know if it's necessarily always for my safety because I'm like, bro, I don't even go out. So like, yeah. I don't know what you're checking for. So, I just don't yeah. want to share my location <laughs> with guys because then they'll know I'm a loser because I never leave my house. <laughs> and it's just embarrassing. Like, where yeah. is she? Oh, still home. Jesus yeah. Christ. Does this girl ever go out? That's how I feel if like guys even ask me if I'm seeing like, what have you been up to today? And I don't get full answers. It's not even to be mysterious. I mean, I guess it is to sort of be mysterious, but I'm like, I just don't want him to think I'm like a bum for just kind of like sitting around for a full. No, I don't think you have to share everything with yeah. people in general. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand anything. Sometimes I have these conversations. I'm like, I guess I know nothing about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where can people find you? Onlyfans.com slash Farhakalidi or on TikTok, tiktok.com slash Farhakalidi. Same username on Instagram. Perfect. And I'll, I'll put that in the description of uh, this episode as well. So if you want to check her out, if you want to follow her, if you want to subscribe to her OnlyFans and support another woman, feel free to do so. If you have any questions, message her. Obviously, don't forget to always be kind. And aside from that, let me know if you have any questions. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye, besties. Bye.